the way. We wanted men. Take number two. Welcome to episode 147 of the Smugglers Galaxy podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. I'm Glenn, and back again is Jason. Jason, how's your week, man? It was awesome. How was yours? It was fun. How was, uh, you just got back from Disney, so I can actually, we could actually talk Disney. I could talk to you about Guardians. I'm so excited. I could talk to you about Guardians of the Galaxy. Cosmic yeah. Rewind because that was such an amazing ride. But anyway, we'll yeah. get to that in a minute. How was how was Disney? You uh yeah, how was it? It was awesome. It was a great time. Uh yeah. wish I was still there. It's too short <laughs> no, as, as usual. I, I want to live in Florida so bad, but I have a feeling that if I did, Disney would the magic of Disney would be lost. Have you ever lived in Florida? No. Yeah. That explains why you want to live in Florida. <laughs> I've lived in Louisiana, which is pretty close to at least the humidity and crap of Florida. But yeah, that's close, but it's still not Florida. Yeah. But anyways, Disney was awesome. It was great. I had fun. It was a blast. And we did a lot and packed a, a ton in for what, three, four days that I was there? Three yeah. Three and a half days. Yeah. You were, well, we, well, before we got my internet decided to crap out on us, you were saying something happened on your way down. Yeah, what do you think happened? I think you got another flat tire. Yeah, another flat tire. Yeah, but luckily, you know, counter blessings. This happened uh, like ten minutes before the rain. Oh, so if it had blown ten minutes further down the road, we would have gotten stuck in a downpour. Uh huh. So I would have had to have changed the tire to downpour, and then we f- we were lucky to find like a mom and pop shop who had one tire that fit the car, and we were in and out in thirty minutes. So it was like an hour delay. It was like nothing. Wow. So that's the best case scenario. Um, but we did get caught in like torrential downpour for an hour, which delayed us even more. So getting to Disney was frustrating because it took so long. But once we were there, it was, you know, we were inside the bubble having a good time. We stayed at the cabins at Fort Wilderness. Um, yeah, Fort Wilderness, which was an interesting experience. We like staying at different resorts just to try to change things up a bit. But mm-hmm. It was very spacious. It was good. These things are going to get closed down. They're replacing them with uh, DVC club members or like glamping cabin- cabins. It's not the log cabins that they're currently using. But the weird thing was on that second day, our towels never dried out and the bed sheets seemed to absorb the moisture. And so it was just like very damp inside of the cabin. And we had friends stay one of the nights like directly next door to us and we Mm -hmm. thought maybe it was just an issue with our cabin but no it was their cabin as well so maybe this is a reason why they're tearing those cabins down and replacing it with dvc cabins but yeah maybe and i've I've heard the dvc cabins are like already built so all they're doing is like dropping them in place yeah that makes sense yeah but uh Yeah. yeah that was great we stayed there because we wanted it's been a bucket list to do the hoopty doo review when we lived in florida Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something we wanted to do. We just never got around to it. And so this time we made a point to do it. It was a blast. It was fun. Highly recommend it. Is that, um, do they like, cause your servers and they mess with you, right? No, that's the whistles. Whisper cat whisper canyons at the wilderness lodge, where if you ask for a catch up, they'll start screaming at each other. Where catch <laughs> Um, whispering canyons, I think is what it's called. This is uh, like a theater show. This was made during the first year of, of Walt Disney World by interns. They wanted to put on a show for the campers, and it's just been going ever since. It closed in 2020, obviously, with the pandemic. It's been tweaked a little bit over the time. Um, but, yeah, it was a great show. Uh, they put on this, like, country western. It's almost like a traveling 
traveling um, Shakespearean actors kind of show. It's like vaudeville a little bit. Um, and they put on the show because they're just rolling in through town while you eat your dinner. And uh, and uh, it was it was fun. And and it's all you can eat. They had uh, ribs and they had fried chicken and mashed potatoes and uh, uh, mac and cheese. And then they had strawberry shortcake at the end. But the fu- if the fun was just them coming out, singing songs and going up on the balcony and singing songs. It was really great. And I highly recommend it. If you've never done it, at least do it once. And then we uh, we did Epcot for most of it, which was great. Epcot mm-hmm. was fun. Uh, they've changed Epcot to the point where it's it's now fun. Um, I don't know if I could have said that twenty years ago. Yeah, that was the one I, park we would skip. I kind of enjoyed all the scientific stuff in Epcot, but that's just me being, I guess, weird. I don't, I don't know, but. It also stunk because it was like one thing, so you had to wait in line to play with it, or whatever. You know, yeah. it was it was annoying from that part. But and There's, plus, you, I had my mom that would always be like, "We we didn't pay to play with stuff. We played to we came here to ride rides or whatever." So I never really got to do that kind of stuff. But sorry. Um, yeah, there was one funny joke about that on Guardians. I don't think this is a spoiler because there's so much going on with the queue. Mm-hmm. that uh, you're going to you, there's a chance you might miss the joke but Star-Lord was talking about why Epcot was a great place for this attraction because Epcot was the greatest because of the um the the what is it the motion he was starting he listed off all the pavilions that were no longer there yeah and the joke and like going and ride the dinosaurs which is funny because you're in the ride that the dinosaurs used to be in oh. it's not there anymore <laughs> that's great yeah, so that was a nice inside joke, and like I said, there's so much going on. There's a chance you might miss that that joke, but yeah, because uh, yeah, when when I wrote it, I kind of saw the tail end of it because you feel like because the the queue was just moving, and you don't in the back of your head, you're like, I gotta go, 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 but you, I don't think you realize that you it'd be all right if you stopped and watched it. I don't think yeah. people would get mad if you do the lightning lane. You're gonna miss all the queue because it's like a. Uh, it's it's a different line, so you don't go on winding through and getting the story and all that stuff, right? Um, and there's a rumor that Disney is it's not a rumor; it's like probably a dirty secret. Disney is controlling the the number of people who can get into the virtual queue to force people into the lightning lane, which Dude, is I why would... we were wait we waited two hours for ten, so we were number one hundred. And mm-hmm. when it hit 90, it was like a two-hour wait for us to get to our virtual queue number 100 to get on the ride. Wow. Well, then I got – I could believe that because when I was down there, I did it, and I got one of the early queues, and within an hour of me being in the park, I was on the ride. Uh, but then you, were, I was watching the lightning lane all day, and you contemplating buying a lightning lane, and you could literally – it was 4.30, and your lightning lane was 4.30 to 5.30. Yeah. So you know they're messing with, and when you you know they're messing with the numbers because when you walk on, you literally you walk on the ride. Yeah. For a lightning lane, there is no wait. Even even with the virtual queue, I felt like it was a walk on ride. So I agree with that. I agree with that, and I agree. You know. The- well, it wasn't a walk on ride for the virtual queue for me, but you were early in the morning. This was a a lengthy wait, and like I said, as I was as I was waiting. I was just seeing people just trickling through that lightning lane like nonstop. Oh, yeah. So they were being prioritized. But it was like Jordan said it was the smoothest roller coaster he's ever been on. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing prepared me. Like you even were telling me, get on Guardians, get on Guardians. But like, I'm like, what, what is with this dude trying to get me on Guardians? Like, because <laughs> I, I knew you would re- regret not riding it, man. I knew you would. Yeah, regret- but nothing, it's- nothing really set it up for how fun it was. Right. All right. So let's. Let's just do it. Let's just, all right, this is a spoiler review of Guardian. So if you haven't written it or you don't want to hear it, fast forward a few seconds or fast forward a couple of minutes because I've been waiting to talk to Jason about this for a month because it's that much of an awesome ride. So if you want to hear a spoiler version of Guardians, this is where we're going. So fire warning. All right, Jason. So, <laughs> yeah, you start the spoilers. <laughs> no, okay. So when I I when I got there, I was on it at uh, probably nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning. So you, I was running through, um, but there, you know, the whole queue is really. I I really enjoy what they've done with the the queues 
on these because when you walk in, there's, if I remember correctly, you're looking down on whatever planet they're from. Yeah. Right? Uh, there, there's like a plus. This is a Nova planet. It's, um, I would know it in a heartbeat if I wasn't recording right now. <laughs> but when you, it, it's like they're, they are setting you up to meet these people. Xantar? Maybe Xantar. Yeah, Xantar sounds familiar, but don't quote us on it. So, um, so you're kind of walking Xandar, through Xandar, sorry. Xandar, Xandar. Hey, you were close. Um, and so it's all preparing you for this stuff. And you're, there's a lot to look at. But when I went, you know, you're not, I, 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 I like having a fast queue. I like when you're running through the queue, but I also hate it because you're missing all the stuff. So you got to be somewhere in the middle of standing there for hours versus running through it. Yeah. Um, and then when you get, past everything so you there's a lot of um setup there's a lot of things to look at there's a lot of you know relics or whatever uh that you're looking at now you probably saw them better than i did because you had you said you had like an hour wait or 40 minute wait to get on the ride yeah there's a little little things here and there just setting up that this is a pavilion at epcot to connect the universe to the people of earth and they chose epcot as the place to you know, set that base up because it is like a world pavilion. Like, you know, if you're exploring different things, you got your world of motion with test track, you've got your world of space with mission space. And now you've got like, you know, further outer space with the guardians and the Nova core. Dude, I totally miss that. Yeah. And so but now it makes sense why they put it in Epcot because it's a pavilion pavilion. And, and you're supposed to get beamed up to a ship. Yeah. And that's when things go awry. And then you've got the, um, so let's talk about the where you get into the room. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The, the pre-pre-show, or I guess the, yeah. or, you know, the pre, the final pre-show. Um, so yeah, you've got all the stuff. And then there's a screen that's got, uh, shoot, Chris. Well, what's his name? Pratt. Pratt. Chris Pratt. And it's got all the cast of Guardians. And like you said, the inside joke where Chris Pratt is like, yeah, I love Epcot. And Everything he's talking about is gone, and I caught the tail end of that. And um, it actually threw me when I went to Universal because Chris Pratt is doing the same thing on the uh, Tyrannosaur on the the Jurassic World ride, Jurassic World ride, the the the, the, the Velocicoaster. So yeah. I walk up and I see him on screen at the Velocicoaster ride, and I'm like, I'm in the wrong park. Uh, Lord. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, and then when you get into the the, the room where the the pre-show happens like the awesome it's the pre-show is a, sh a ride in of in and of itself i think because it's just that awesome of a pre-show yeah it really sets up the scenario really well yeah so they've got the big they're like oh get into this room and you're gonna be beamed up and uh i kind of feel like the 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 screen technology they may be overusing it because it's the same thing they did for the halcyon and it's the same thing they did for uh space 220 where they stuff on the ceiling and you're supposed to be beamed up somewhere. Um, so they That's beam an you old up. trick though. That's yeah, but it's Disney old trick. It's done so awesome because you're in a room where there's no, where there's walls. And then all of a sudden they beam you up and the, the, there's a dark section and the walls are gone. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's pretty cool. And I, you know, you, I kind of know how that happens, but you know, it, it's still like, they did this for a roller coaster. I was surprised to see the Celestials as a villain. Okay. Especially after Eternals. See, I never watched Eternals. Um, but I could see, and they, they were also in Thor and Dark World. But okay. I could see them easily replacing that with Galactus someday. So we'll see. But I was like, oh, there's a Celestial. And then, so that's a nice connection because my daughter, one of her favorites is Eternals. I don't know why, but okay. More power <laughs> to her. Right. But, uh, yeah, he he uh, he takes you and he time travels to the start of the universe. And I can't remember. See, that was part of the problem with the ride is that there is a plot. 
Mm-hmm. So much is happening that I don't even remember the like why we were going there. We we're trying to prevent. There was him some kind from... of spark or something that we were trying to get back from him. Yeah, that was the spark that allows the Nova Corps to to make jumps to the universe. Yeah, because they essentially making wormholes wherever they go. Right, and there's there's like line there's times where like because all of a sudden the spark is there and they're showing it live and there's stuff going on on screens um but the celestial takes it yeah he goes back to the start of the universe but i don't remember why i because he i think he wanted to destroy earth or something well he's the size of earth he could just swing anyways he could swing (laughs) a hammer and destroy it anyways yeah you go back and that was a pretty incredible part of the roller coaster Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a backward launch, but you leave the um, the launch queue forward. And I'm like, what is, I don't understand what's going on because this is not what I thought it was. And then the cars turn 300, yeah. 180 degrees. And then I'm backwards and I'm like, oh, okay, this is how this works. Yeah. Because the first time I wrote it, I wrote it with sort of a, jo- somebody who, you know, we were in the same mindset and we were like, how are they going to do this? How are they? And then all of a yeah. sudden the, the cars turn and we're just like. This is how they do it. Yeah, it's uh, fun. We got hearts. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, one way or not? I'm gonna find yeah, you. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get you. Get you. Get you. Get you. Get you. Get you. And that was probably the best song. I know there was stuff going on around me. Um, I was having so much fun. You know, just yeah. trying to figure out what what's going on. Like the ride was one step ahead of me because mm. it was rotating and turning. And I know that there were screens. I know Rocket was yelling something at some point. I know the. The celestial was captured in the end, but there was a whole lot like, oh my gosh, I, I'm going sideways in a spin right now. Like it was like you're skidding in a car or um, like a drifting in a car. And it was yeah. just so much fun. The The ride itself, you're you're being a ride nerd on it because you're like the roller coaster shouldn't be doing what it's doing right now. Yeah. And you're but more it, like, oh my God. It's like when I saw the test, the, the trackless system where you're watching the trackless system and be like, that's some cool stuff that it's doing. It's the same thing with when you're on that roller coaster. Did you forget that there's stuff you're supposed to be paying attention to? And you're just like, this is so awesome. And I, I knew the uh, roller coasters turn sideways and stuff like that. But I always, leading up to it, not being on the ride, my in my brain trying to engineer how it works. Like I would just think like you, you would get extreme G-forces when you're going sideways. And the thing is rotating because not only is it spinning, but you're spinning too, which should increase the G-force. And like, there was very little of that. Yeah. It was so smooth. Like, I'd be rotating sideways and I don't even realize like, oh, uh, three seconds ago I was going straight, but now I'm going sideways looking down. How did that happen? I didn't feel it. It was just so much fun. Yeah. So highly recommend it. And Check you, it didn't, out get, you, get you didn't feel sick on it. No, right? I didn't feel sick at all. I was ready to jump on it again. <laughs> the only time I felt sick was there's a time, like you said, you're spinning sideways. So you're facing a planet and it's circling the planet, but you're looking at the planet. So you're circling it sideways. And that's the only time I kind of felt queasy. Uh, yeah. And I just didn't look at the planet. And it. so I looked up and that helped me get through that those two sections. Yeah. So again, highly recommend it. I thought it was fun. Um, my daughter, as I had mentioned before, pr- I, I promised her that I wouldn't go to Hollywood studios, uh-huh. but while she was at the park and she was with her friend and my son Harrison was ready to go to all these different parks. Um, I don't know why I said his name and not my older daughter, but anyways, <laughs> um, that's weird. Cause you weird love him I, more. I no. <laughs> Maisie, Maisie. I'll just say Maisie. Maisie wanted to do all the parks and I'm like, okay, well let's go to Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood studios. And they had the Indiana Jones Den of Destiny, Destiny, which was a pop-up bar mm-hmm. right next to where they do the stunt show. And uh, so we snuck in there, and I had the um, the fedora, the maybe the dusty fedora, uh-huh. which is a whiskey-based drink with some vanilla in it. Um, they had props in the in the uh, the bar from the movie. They had Indiana Jones' suit, not his leather jacket and tie and all that stuff. It was the suit that he wears probably at the start of the, the movie. They had um, Helena's dress and her pants, a deck of cards, which I'm like, that must be important in the movie. They had his whip. They had his fedora. Like they had all these props on on, on display, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But then I had the whiskey drink, which is a really good whiskey drink. They put in a, a ball ice cube. So it was like, you know, like the ball itself from Raiders of the Lost Ark, but 
it was probably like distilled water because it was so clear. Mm -hmm. But then they put nutmeg on top of it, probably to simulate sand. And it did add flavor to it. But at the same time, it was like crunching on sand, like and take a drink and they took it one step too far. Yeah, there was a little too much nutmeg. But uh, so my wife and I were at the bar while the kids went on Muppets 3D. And um, we were waiting for them to come out. And I'm, we're sitting on a bench outside of where the Muppets let out. And I'm like, you know what? Gar- Galaxy's Edge is right there. I'm going to go. I'm going to go see the Falcon. So um, this was before dinner. So I didn't eat anything. And I had the uh, the whiskey drink. Mm-hmm. And it went straight to my head. So I'm like walking through Galaxy's Edge, racing to the Falcon and just like, ooh, ooh, I'm in Galaxy's Edge. Ooh, like feeling just slightly tipsy. Um, but yeah, seeing the Falcon and just standing underneath it, like it's just it's a sight to behold. I, I don't know if I'll ever get tired of seeing a full size Falcon mm-hmm. in Galaxy's Edge. And as I was walking out, I saw Vi and Ray, and we were talking previously about uh you know, it's not what it used to be when the first year it when it started. Right. Um, they've kind of cut back a little bit. No one says to the spires or bright suns. Like it's just like, what do you want? You want a Pepsi? You want a Coke? What do you want? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like they've cut out the atmosphere a little bit. So oh, they cut the atmosphere out a lot. I was surprised to see Vi and Ray. Oh, that's the other thing. Like I was running through, they had the monkey liz- lizards that sit on the shoulder. Uh-huh. They didn't have the blue one anymore. They only had the salacious crumb looking one. They didn't have Would a you have bought clone. the blue one? Yeah, because they also said 40% off the monkey lizards. Really? The monkey, yeah, the monkey lizards are 40% off. I'm like, dang it. So I didn't have the blue one. I only have the salacious one, which is fine. I'm good. But yeah. uh, so I was surprised because of all the cutbacks that Vi and Ray were there. And there was a little kid, you know, hey, I love you, Ray. I love you, Ray. Can I get a photo? And she's like, oh, sure. And so she... You know, it's Vi and Ray, they take a photo, and I'm sitting there waiting for my turn, and some other kid walks up. Oh, Ray, Ray, can I take a photo? And I, it's not that I was upset with the kids. Like, I'm not standing around here. I was upset at the parents for being so oblivious because it wasn't one or two. It wasn't like one or two. It was like three or four parents that were just like walking up and walking around me to get to Ray and Vi. But, you know, I, I was patient. I waited. And I waited for no kids to be around. I was like, can I get a photo real quick? And Ray was like, I like your shirt because I had R2-D2 on it. I'm like, thanks. And I took my photo and I got He's a friend of mine. He's a friend of mine. I think that's what she said. <laughs> There's nothing quite like being the 40-something-year-old man being like, uh, kids, get out the way. I need a photo yeah, with this I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to do that. No, 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 no. So we uh, rode Star Tours and we got a... Uh, a sequel trilogy run like the kids my kids had said they've never seen this before but we did get um uh jakku nice. so you know, star tours is like flying through that opening scene on jakku with um uh finn piloting the falcon hey star tours what are you doing here like he starts yelling I at you i think i might have seen that but i don't remember it sounds familiar i appreciate it because it was all sequel trilogy i've been on one where I'm flying Naboo, which I know Naboo exists during Dude, the Dude, I got trilogy. that one when I was there last time. I understand that Naboo still is in existence during the original trilogy, but I don't associate it with the original trilogy, so I don't like it when I got Naboo mm-hmm. and then Boba Fett flying through the second Death Star, which I think it's the second Death Star. You got... they That happened one time, not this time. Boba Fett, they have a series where Boba Fett, Boba Fett flies you through the second Death Star? He doesn't fly you through. He chases you through it. Wow. I never I never got that one. Yeah, I got all Naboo when I was there last time, and the, the Naboo Starfighter pierce, pierces the front of the ship, and I'm just like, that's kind of a letdown. Yeah. Poe Dameron is the one that comes out of the hologram. Star Tours, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. Um, uh, the uh, the ending was Exegol, so you're flying, and you're hitting the de- the star destroyers all in a line at Exegol, like the superstar, not yeah, the regular star destroyers at the end of Rise of Skywalker. So you're flying through that. Um, when you I'm sit disappointed. down, that sounds awesome. It was it was good. As much as I don't like Rise of Skywalker, it was fun. It's a fun experience. Um, as soon as you sit down at, at the Star Tours ride, you don't put your glasses on. I don't put my glasses on, and I start looking around because uh-huh. you want to be. I want to be the spy because they do pick you out. 
and Kylo Ren comes out at the beginning. He's like, what have you on this on the ship as a spy? And then they throw a photo up of somebody who's in the actual audience. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the ride, before you put your seatbelt on, I always like look around and like next to my wife, she was more towards the middle. I was more towards the the doors. And this father goes to the son who's sitting right next to Shannon, my wife. Um, he said, you want to look around because they're going to take your photo right now. You might be the spy. So my wife, she's she doesn't care, but she's just like looking around because that's what he said. Mm-hmm. And she's the spy. <laughs> and now <laughs> I know how to get spy. to be the spy. Because Yeah, you, you have to sit towards the middle. And uh, when you sit down, there's this moment where you're kind of waiting for everybody to sit down and kind of get ready for the ride. Mm-hmm. And that's where you need to start looking around to become the rebel spy. And you want to be mm-hmm. more towards the middle, like I said. Gotcha. Have you seen the video where they're right when they're like, I think it was at Disneyland that they're like, we got a special guest and Mark Hamill walks. Yeah. On the ride. Yeah. That's similar to like when Johnny Depp came out and he was the actual Jack Sparrow on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah. And Dwayne, the rock Johnson did one of the jungle boat cruises during the jungle cruise movie. But that, that's all Disneyland. That's not going to happen in Orlando. They're not flying yeah. celebrities out to Florida. Cause nobody likes Florida. But uh, yeah, it was a blast. If you can't tell, and uh, I did pick up some stuff while I was down there. What'd I did get? get get the R two S four M, which is the dro- which is the droid on the barge that has another serving set. Uh-huh. I guess there was R two and then this other R two D two and then this S four M, which I guess I need to go back and watch Return of the Jedi once again to see if I can find them. Because apparently be it was there for like thirty seconds. If that not even, he's probably like half a frame. Yeah. He's probably like right next to Yak Face. And you're like, oh, there he is. Oh, no, he's not there anymore. No, that's not him. He had a red stripe, not a blue stripe. Yeah. He's white with red stripe. Yeah, um, man. It's Jamaican for beer. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> you said red stripe. If you say so. <laughs> um, we did stop in. Uh, there was something I was looking for. It's a coaster and glass set by an artist named Jeff Grant- Granito. Uh-huh. Um, it's like shag art. If you know what shag art, it's like this 1950s pop art, like an animated, like uh, almost like when they do a 2D version of The Incredibles. They've got like exaggerated features. It's very uh, geometric. Um, but he did this whole cantina thing. Uh, with coasters but he did like deep cuts with Kabe and the Tonica sisters and having just finished those in black series form custom figures I was like I I want that so I got the coaster set and I also got the glasses to go along with it so I have that's that awesome to play with Dude, you you were finding some cool stuff because you were posting pictures in Disney Springs and I don't know if they put new stuff out because you were were you in the like the main build the main shop like the big ass mouse store yeah okay yeah i was there um they had like a 40th anniversary return of the jedi t-shirt with job of the hut and salacious crumb but i really don't like wearing shirts that match my skin tone and this was like a a peach peachy yellow tan color and i was just if someone sees me from far it looks like i'm going around topless and i'm like i don't it had salacious, so I was really ta- it was really speaking to me. But I was like, I I don't like the color of the shirt. I don't want people thinking I'm naked, right? So Dude. I didn't pick that up. But this this whole coaster and glass set, there was serving trays, there was plates, there was a tiki cup, there was a um like a Hawaiian style shirt. Mm-hmm. It was only available at MGM. You couldn't get it anywhere else on property, so it was in this one store only. It was. It's really a killer set. I wish I could get more of it. There was like a bowl, like a popcorn bowl. Oh, so you were at the start, the the the, the thing outside of Star Tours, or at a different place? No, it's 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 on like that main street in Epcot. Uh, sorry, in uh, Hollywood Studios. Oh, it's not yeah, even near the Star Wars stuff. I know where you're talking about. Yeah, because I didn't get to Keystone, go in that Keystone shop. Or something. Yeah, because I when I got there, I was like, oh, I'll hit the shop on my way out, and then when I was leaving, the shop was closed because of yeah. it being a a special event. Yeah, I was so, kind of uh, I was kind of upset about that because I wanted to check that st- store out. Yeah, so that cantina stuff was cool. And as someone joked, you know, the Georgia guys in their cantinas. Yeah, because I've got a cantina, you've got a cantina, and Ryan's got a cantina, and they're all different scale. Yeah, which is great. And I'm building a full size cantina bar. 
<laughs> section section let me clarify that but you've been uh, building that but yeah I, um all right yeah so okay that's what that explains a lot that you were in that one shop because that's where i found the ezra lightsaber was in that shop on main street and i was kind of upset i didn't get to go in it but anyway and then uh, unfortunately my uncle passed away and so we drove up to south bend indiana this week and i stopped at we try to minimize the number of stops because we just wanted to get up there and like it was a 24 hour drive there and back. And then we spent like 18 hours there. So we spent more time in the car than actually there because it's a funeral. It's important to be there. Anyways, we, right. we did stop at one Walmart and they had the speeder bike on clearance for 30 bucks. Uh -huh. I was like, well, 15 bucks for the figure, 15 bucks for the speeder bike. I think that's, that's worth it. So I picked that up and I opened it. It's a cool speeder bike. I, I really appreciate that. It's TVC. And then the only other thing I picked up, um, Amazon sent my Micro Galaxy Squadron Anakin Starfighter. So I picked that up as well. But that's all I picked up so far in the past two weeks. Cool. I actually got something. Yeah, I know you got cool. the thing. That's why I went first. <laughs> the, actually, I sold my, uh, I finally got my DT Luke sold, which was kind of crazy shipping that across country and uh, insuring it. Because it was like 60 bucks to ship it with insurance, uh, which I was like, holy crap. But uh, anyway, if something happened to it, I was happy that it was insured. I was like, please, something happened to that because my wife insured it for more than what I sold it for. So I'm like, cool, I can make money if it disappears. But, you know, uh, anywho, I picked up an alternate wax sculpt of Bill from Bill and Ted that it's it's based off of the cartoon version of bill versus the live action version of bill so i don't know if they were trying to figure out which way they wanted to go with the toys so they decided to do uh the cartoon sculpt um and then they also had another wax head which the guy thought it looked like a skull so i thought we were thinking that it was the grim reaper but then i posted it on a chat and somebody said no i think it's the bad robot because in um bogus journey bogus, bogus journey there's a scene where there's bad robots that are look just like bill and ted and they pull their heads off and there's a thing that looks there's a robot head and that looks really similar to the sculpt so we're thinking that maybe that's what they did and um yeah so yeah it would have been easy to just switch out the head keep the old body mm -hmm. of the bill and ted figures and just swap out the head so maybe that's kind of what they were thinking yeah, and then it, um, and then they based it off of, or the what they built it onto, or what molded onto was a, uh, at least the arms and legs look like a starting lineup, arms arms yeah. and legs. I don't know about the torso torso because I can't see what's underneath it. Covered in uh, wax, <laughs> huh? It's covered in wax. It's covered in wax, and I'm not taking the wax off. Uh, but you could tell they had bent, like the arm was straight. Uh, the right arm was straight so they'd make it like he's playing the guitar and they cut the arm off and like bent it in a way to make it straight or make it curved and you could tell they put a little bit of wax on it and melted it so um it's just it's really it's just a really cool piece and it, the wax was because when i say when i hear a wax sculpt i'm thinking candle wax and it right now well i guess when it dries it's more like a resin so it dries like a resin versus wax so you you guys were over last night and i'm like hey man you got to hold this and you're just like i don't want to i'm like you're holding it and you were even like oh this is this is you were the one that said resin so um yeah. it was just a cool it's just it's cool to have that piece in my collection because i kind of you kind of set goals every year of what you want to get and a wax sculpt has been on my radar for years and to get one that fits in my focus yeah is even more special yeah, absolutely. So it it um, it kind of it everything fell into place with that piece, and uh, just you know, don't be afraid to let people know what you're into because this it fell in my lap. Somebody messaged me uh, and said, "Hey, I have this. Are you interested?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah, I'm interested." And a month later, it's in my collection after I sold my DT Luke. Which well, don't you have a piece of art that's not placeable? Was it Napoleon or Billy the Kid? It was Napoleon that was not placeable with. It actually so it, is that we more of a cartoon style version so maybe they were thinking about doing that yeah the billy that yeah the the napoleon i had ended up being used for beetlejuice so um but yeah they could have done been just trying to figure things out 
Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've, hopefully I'll talk to somebody who did this stuff soon. Yeah. So I'll, I'll figure out what they were thinking if they remember. Cause you've talked, I've talked to some guys before and they're just like, dude, that was so long ago. And I was not that involved in it. So I don't remember it that well. Uh, did you pick anything else up? I did pick up yesterday. We went to, we had to go, um, run some errands and then we needed to get stuff from the grocery store. And my wife was like, do you want to go to Walmart? You want to go to Kroger? And I said, I'll go whichever one you want to go to. And she's like, well, let's go to Walmart. Cause I know you like looking at the toys and, uh, went back to look at the micro galaxy stuff. And there was a, a the star, the medium sized star fighter. Is it a starship? Yeah. So the, the, the Ahsoka, the snow speeder, the tank and the gauntlet, that section. Um, and they, they had have, six of them out. Did they have Ahsoka? Was, they did not have it, dude. Oh, okay. No, I would have. I would have showed you last night. Look, I got an Ahsoka. Yeah, you mentioned Ahsoka. I'm like, wait, you didn't pass it by, did you? No, I would. I wanted to pass the Ahsoka by, and I probably would have picked up another Andor or the Andok just because if he was sitting there. Yeah. Um, um. But yeah, there were no. There were six of them sitting there. So if there, I, I'm assuming there's six per case because it's an it's an even. It was an even number. And so yeah. there was no chases in that case. Gotcha. So that was kind of disappointing, but it was cool seeing them. So I picked up a, but I, long story short, I was telling my wife, I wanted a snow speeder that I could put underneath the leg of the ad at. And she's like, well, why don't you just pick it up now? I'm like, I'll play the long game on it. She's like, just get it now. So I got another snow speeder. Cool. Yeah. I'm trying I, to think what else. I, oh, I got a, um, you know, last 17, the guy made a little baby wampa. There yes. you go. I have two uh, snow speeders. Um, I got a baby wampa from uh, last seventeen. Somebody had thrown some up on Deal or No Deal. Cool. Yeah, and I just made a deal on some Mythic Legions while we were talking. <laughs> some nice. dude had some that I wanted, and he had like the Panther and the Tila because they did uh, Masters of the Universe um, tributes, and they did a pan. I got the Battle Cat, and he had the Panther, and the Panther is worth a lot of money, and he sold them both to me for like one hundred and thirty bucks shipped i was like dude you're i got the better on you because that's like 60 bucks a figure or a little mm -hmm. bit yeah that's 60 bucks a figure which they're worth more than that so i did go into a myers yeah because i've heard about myers on different you know chats and facebook groups hey check this out i got this at my myers and it's like a uh kroger meets a kmart okay at least the one i went into was like really old and felt used like a kmart kmart did they have some blue light specials they had hard liquor in there which i guess is an indiana thing like you can sell hard liquor in grocery stores which was weird you've never been to new orleans then i have i just never been into it they sell liquor everywhere in yeah new i'm orleans. sure <laughs> i'm sure um but yeah yeah that's it i have some news so yeah, that Myers and H H B E or H E B, those are the two things that you see. People are like, yeah, I found this. Yeah, I found yeah. five Ahsokas in my H E B B H B E, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, let's go to some news, Jason, because we didn't have news last week because you weren't here and yep. I didn't look for them <laughs> or any. <laughs> you were just winging it. I was winging it. My wife. Something's was like, happening, but I don't know what it is. Right. Um. Yeah. So I did report that rumor that idris elba was going to be in the star wars movie but that might not be true really yeah which is why i don't like reporting on rumors however i like reporting on them when i like the rumor which mm -hmm. is why there's a rumor that alden ironreich is returning for <laughs> heir to the empire movie Who who's that one which one the han solo from han solo Ooh, he might be coming back to play han solo i would be down with that yeah which is why I like the rumor. And then the, the other part of the rumor is that someone else was going to play Carrie. Um, sorry, they're indistinguishable in, indistinguishable to me, but someone else would be playing Princess Leia. Okay. In the movie. A new actress. They're still, I know they're still trying. Because somebody was trying. I just saw something on Facebook like who would be the better. It wasn't anything official, but it was like Billy Lord. It was uh, Millie Bobby Brown and then somebody else. And I'm like, if you're going to do it, get millie bobby brown to play it because she can at least two years ago she could pull off princess leia i hadn't seen her in a minute yeah i don't know about billy lord because she's already playing a character in the sequel trilogy yeah which may 
might confuse people like what is she doing here wasn't she in rise of skywalker and why mm-hmm. is she in this prequel to that those movies but there was a a um production weekly ran a summary synopsis of the new ray movie which i don't think is accurate because it sounds exactly like the treatment george lucas sent in um where ray tries to start the jedi order Mm-hmm. And she's got a boy and a girl that she's training, and then the girl becomes more powerful. But I'm like, isn't that the uh, isn't that what George Lucas was trying to pitch for Episode Seven? When we abandoned it, I would be okay because I've I've kind of looked into that a little bit, and those treatments that or whatever what you heard George Lucas wanted and what they did, what George Lucas wanted was so much better than what they did, or at least in our head canons. Yeah, that I'd I'd be cool with that. Yeah. There is a release date shuffle, and this does tie into Star Wars. Avatar 3 was supposed to be December 20th, 2024, and that's been pushed to December 19th, 2025. Um, The Thunderbolts took that original Avatar 3 spot, so the the Thunderbolts, if it gets filmed, we're in the middle of a production shutdown because of the writer's strike and probably soon to be a Screen Actors Guild strike. Um, That was supposed to be December 20th, 2024. Avatar 4 is now December 21st, 2029. And Avatar 5 is December 5th. No, December, sorry. Avatar 5 is December 19th, 2031. I can't even think that far into my life. And and I'm like, how would they do that much with Avatar? (laughs) Unless they're, what are they going to do? Find like mountain people and go exploit them? Maybe. Well, that's what, when we, so we were watching the, uh, the, when we were watching the Avatar the way of water and the boy saved the guy. Mandy, my wife, is like, why would he do that? I'm like, because they got to have sequels. When he saved a bad guy and then the bad yeah. guy left. I'm like, yeah. They, they got to have sequels. Um, I bring all this up to say that an untitled Star Wars project has a release date of December 18th, 2026. And uh, another Star Wars project with the release date of December 19th, 2025. But that one's been pushed to May twenty second, twenty twenty six. So it was December twenty December nineteenth. Has been pushed six months to May twenty second. So we've got a May release of a Star Wars movie possibly, and then a third movie December seventeenth, twenty twenty seven. So to sum it up, December December twenty twenty six, May twenty twenty six, and December twenty twenty seven are supposed to be Star Wars movies. No, don't don't do it. That they they. they... Already, we already lost out when they did that with Rogue One and Solo and the sequel trilogy. That I don't want them to do that again because it's too much too soon. Yeah, yeah. And I want to make sure that they do it right. Like, yeah. let's make the movie and then set the release date. I know that Hollywood doesn't operate that anymore. They put stakes on the calendar so that other productions can't take that weekend. So other productions have to work around it. But at the same time, uh, just make a good movie. You can't even write anything right now. And you've got release dates. Like, yeah. Come on. Unless they've already got it kind of written. But um, I, don't know. I know that there's a lot of actors that have, uh, you know, taken, you know, are, are striking along with the writers. But I drove because we've got that one production company down near Peachtree City. The uh, And I drove by that last week and it was full. The parking lot was full. Yeah, you could film right now. You just can't write anything. Okay. Um, so you can't improv on set. They're saying like with Daredevil because Ryan Reynolds is part of the Writers Guild. He can't ad lib. He can't do the 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 smart smart remarks that he does. He, he can't play. Alcohol. Yeah. But with Deadpool, he wears a mask. So as long as the script says Deadpool looks at camera, he can look at the camera. And then they could put whatever they want after the writer strike as ADR, you know, so they can add dialogue after the fact. Yeah. But, um, and then the final release date, which was surprising because this is Disney, uh, but they did put this on the calendar and alien reboot will be released on dis- August 16th. I was about to say December, but it's August 16th, 2024. So next year we're going to have a new alien movie. Interesting. So, if you like that kind of thing, which I do, hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's like Prey, which is that spinoff of Predator, which was awesome. I have to watch that. Um, there's oh, a it's... lot of movies that 
I need to put in my uh, wheelhouse. I need to put I, on my radar. I would put Prey towards the top because I was like, oh, another Predator sequel. Like, do we really need those? Because it hasn't been good since Predator Two, which mm-hmm. to some extent, which is which wasn't as good as Predator One. But I say all that to say Prey was just as good as those two movies. And that's the one that's like Indians, right? Yeah, Native Americans. And there's there's a version of the movie you can set it so that you can they speak their native language. Uh Uh-huh. Or there's an English version. Interesting. So it just depends like how in depth you want to go into that whole historical aspect of things. Cool. And then uh um yeah, that's it for news. Have you watched um Secret Invasion yet? Yeah, I watched the first episode. Okay. I was kind of excited to see like Emily, is Emily, Emily Clark, right? Mother of Dragons. Amelia, yeah. Amelia, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. I was like, is that her? That's her. So it, I'm, I'm shocked at the amount. Number one. Okay, so spoiler alert. Number one, the amount of deaths in that movie, in that show, and the amount of A-list actors they have in that show. And Jason froze. There you are. You're back. Yep. So it, I'm it, back. I'm back. It was good. It was a good episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I'm like, okay, so this will hold me over till Ahsoka. Speaking of Ahsoka, yes, World Between Worlds. Yes, you were talking about this last night, but you stop yourself. So yeah, what sometimes your... this podcast really hinders our friendship because you'll be talking and you're like, I gotta save it for the podcast. Yeah, this is a conversation worth having here because yes, you know my it. disdain for the World Between Worlds. But what is the World Between Worlds in your mind? Uh, the way I I see it, Carter, like I do on the cat car on the cartoon, where it's you're in this place where you can go to different portals and see different aspects or different time events, different what events. Is, yeah, but what is the purpose of it? Just to oh. observe? Uh, or is it the time travel? I think it's oh, the time travel. Yeah. I uh I don't want I, I I'm I don't know why she would be time for but she does say when Ezra tries to pull Kanan out that you can't she's like you can't do that because if you pull him out you basically you're everybody's gonna die if you do that so you have to let certain things happen leave certain things alone or you're gonna ruin everything else so. When talking to Cineblend, Dave Filoni said, I don't think of it as time travel. It's not really a thing where you go through one door and out the other in a different time. The world between worlds is really about knowledge and gaining knowledge. As Doom Wolf, as the Doom Wolf, Doom Wolf says, um, what's in there is knowledge and destruction. You can gain knowledge of the future or futures that may happen. And you could see things that happened in the past. You can at times choose to alter them, but it's perilous to do so and when you alter something you don't know if that's not the way it always happened so destruction is the other half of what's in there he went on to say when you go through these doorways you're in peril of destruction because you're messing with all sorts of things that would have happened or things that would have happened otherwise uh you know so it's a dangerous game but it's not something where here going in and out of different doors. It's an extension of the Jedi's ability to perceive the future and the past as described in Empire Strikes Back. So I think it's like when Yoda says the future is always in motion, this mm-hmm. is the physical manifestation of that Jedi force. And that's why Dave Filoni makes the big bucks. Yeah, but I don't think he communicated that well enough because it did seem like at one point the Emperor wanted to get in there. And when you see Ezra pull Ahsoka out, Mm-hmm. into the world between worlds he's messing with time so what feloni is saying that's that happened and it was always supposed to happen that way mm-hmm. um that ezra didn't change anything but that wasn't communicated and then when you see emperor palpatine trying to gain access to it you assume that he wants to time travel so he could do what ezra did right but what he's saying basically is when ezra was in there i think he was only seeing things that happened to ezra is that accurate oh was that accurate or was he seeing other things in this the 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 saga i think it was only things that happened to him that's an interesting way of twisting it i, I need to go back see... and rewatch it with that lens dude i'm i'm in the middle of of season four right now and i know jedi knight's coming up and i'm i'm already like crap um 
But no, that's an interesting way of putting it. And, and I think the only thing, because if you read, if you, I know you're into time travel, because you know we've talked about it before. But like, if you if you watch, if you if you read a Sound of Thunder, you they know that you know. So they go dinosaur hunting in in it, and they know somebody will go and preach and be like, "This dinosaur is dying at this moment by natural causes." So then you go and you hunt that dinosaur, so that you're not hurting anything. Yeah. Um, so I think like him pulling Ahsoka out at the exact moment she dies doesn't hurt anything because she's gone. You know, there's no there's no more future for her. Uh, and you're not you maybe you're not affecting anything in that moment. Yeah. Um. So, so I think that's, that's go ahead. Maybe maybe that's how World Between Worlds plays into some of the things that we've been hearing about Ahsoka, how they show they reshot things from the, the series, the animated series. Yeah. And may, maybe that's what they're doing is that she goes into the world between worlds to see things from her past to try to get a better understanding of maybe where Ezra is. Mm-hmm. That would make I don't sense. Know. But with that, like, you just need to communicate it better when you film it, film it, that this is not time travel. This is a knowledge gaining place that you can affect things, mm-hmm. but that's not the intent. The intent is really knowledge. And that's something that could be a sentence because that's what I've learned with with a lot of really good film writers or, or people will say, you know, we'll, we'll fret about it for years and it's a sentence and it explains it. And we're like, damn. Yeah. So it's not like Ezra can go in there and stop the cloning of the emperor. Right. Because that didn't happen in his story. And he can't go back to the dawn of the Jedi and prevent the whole thing from happening because that's not his story. Mm-hmm. He can only see things that are tied to his life. Right. That's an yeah. interesting way of putting it. But, and I didn't think about it that way. We need to triple check that because wasn't there like a reference to Ray in there? I don't know. I can't I don't remember. remember. It's been years since I've watched that episode and it made me angry afterwards because I didn't like time travel. So I haven't revisited, but maybe with this now I will go back. Yeah, that's it. what you need to rewatch it. So that's what Dave Filoni said. I The, the thing that makes me believe that the world between worlds is going to be a major plot point in Ahsoka is because when you talk to Dave Filoni, he's like, you don't need to watch all the rebels. You watch world between actually you watch Jedi Knight or he said, yeah, you watch Jedi Knight on from season four. So that way, you know what happens in rebels. And that's when rebels gets really freaking good. It, 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 there's a dark turn to it. And then it just freaking pedal to the metal to the end. Yeah. So. Hopefully, um, it's explored in a way that doesn't involve changing things. Maybe it's just Ahsoka goes in there to see something and then she comes out. Yeah. Cause you know, be she's looking for, for it. Yeah. You, I mean, they've, they've, it's on all the art. It It's going to be a plot point in the show. Maybe she just, uh, goes in there and never comes out. Dude. I and one with the, the timeline of the force. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's how she dies. That's how we see the end of Ahsoka. Now I would say that for the big screen personally oh yeah that's right i keep forgetting that there's an heir to the empire movie coming out yeah with a possible han solo now maybe oh, holding that's if if one of those three movies is an heir to the empire and they tie everything up that they've been working on for the last five or six years or 10 years on the small screen i'm so in for that i am i've been wanting that for you know you watch marvel do it and you get really jealous yeah it's yeah they announced three movies and celebration london and then they announced three star wars movie release dates so it's like the logical jump is that those three movies are these three um, Ooh. release Please dates don't release them back to back to back to back give us, I would give hope, us hope. two or three give us a couple of years to digest that stuff i mean seriously you need we need that anticipation you know i would you hope need... that yeah i hear what you're saying because no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just oh. I'm listening to what you were if you were going anywhere with that. I was, but logically, just, so so go. um, Jean Carlo Esposito said that they got five seasons planned for the Mandalorian. Maybe wasn't that what we said at the he, beginning? It was five four or, or five. It was it was a good amount. So four has been written. Four is not going to be shot until after all the striking is over. So that's probably later this year. So that's maybe a late 2024, early 2025 release. Mm-hmm. A Mando season four. Another year without Mando. Wow. 
And then, well, we've got Skeleton Crew, we've got Ahsoka, oh. and we've got The Acolyte. So we've got movies to tie, shows to tie us over, but there's going to be some sort of delay because there's nothing writing right now. So there's going to be a gap between shows, which might be good to cool off the brand a little bit and yeah. create the demand. Um, but uh, so 2024, 2025, I would assume in that time, the writer's strike will be over by the end of this year, I would mm. assume. So they can start writing in 2024 to film either late 2024, which is a 2025, 2026 release of season five. And so if we're at 2026, that 2027 movie could be the Filoni heir to the Empire to kind of close out all the Mandalorian stuff. Yeah. I want to see where they're going with Mando, man. I, yeah, anyway. And then there was another rumor that somebody, Pedro Pascal was like, I'm fine with uh, Katie Sackoff taking over Mandalorian or Bo-Katan running. You keep pushing that. Dude, I will push that until I see it, until I'm proven wrong. Uh, I was at McDonald's and they asked me if I want any fries. And they also said that Katie Sackoff is taking over the Mandalorian. It's a rumor I heard in the the McDonald's drive-thru. Yeah. You didn't appreciate that joke. (laughs) No, you're right. Because I'll push it till I'm wrong, man. And, and look who I'm. <laughs> I've got a freaking Bo-Katan head. Just, I got weird from? crap on my desk, and I've got a Bo-Katan head because I took the put the Bo-Katan helmet on the TVC figure, and her head's on my desk. Oh, that's right. Those are swappable heads. They didn't yeah. do a helmet for that one. They did swappable heads. Well, it look. I think it looks a lot better with them doing swappable heads because yeah. the helmet fits better on yeah, the figure. It's not oversized. It's more in scale. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to talk about, like I mentioned before, my uncle passed away and he had a giant train room collection. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but like exit plans that came back up into the forefront because my cousin wants nothing to do with his dad's train set because there's just so much of it. And it wasn't right. that it was so much. It was like, he had the engine, but then he bought a second engine. Then he bought a fourth engine. And so he's got four engines for the one track. And now my cousin's stuck trying to figure out what to do. My brother suggested cutting up the train stuff because it's all, you know, like on raised platforms. So you just cut that up and mm-hmm. then you would transport that a couple hours to my cousin's house. And my cousin's like, I I don't, that's not my thing. Right. I don't, I don't have a thing like, like him or like me with my Star Wars thing. So. I really have to come up with some sort of exit plan. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of got one, but there again, it's like I'm never planned for this kind of stuff. So my in my mind, I'm like, if we ever move out of this house, that's when I'm going to liquidate. Yeah. Because it's like you're going to pack it up to move, so you might as well pack it up to liquidate it. The only thing my kids want are the Funkos. Like the rest needs to go. I could see myself retiring with like three micro machines. Maybe the first three play sets that we got. Yeah. So I have one shelf of micro machines. Um, maybe I'll die and get buried with Salacious Crumb. <laughs> Take one off the market. Um, but he'll yeah. be in acrylic or something. I don't know. Acrylic yeah. carbonite. That yeah, I, I I don't I didn't think about it that way. It's like what would be the two or three pieces I'd save? And yeah. I haven't even thought about that. Because you're gonna like your '92 run, you would want to sell that as a set. You know, you wouldn't want to break that up. Or if yeah. you did, you'd want to like sell the last 17, or you know, you wouldn't want to individualize all that because you'd want to run sell that as a set. In at least in my mind, uh, and I hadn't even thought about what if I had a shelf. That'd be wow. It'd be easier to sell off three things for my kids, you know, than everything. Right. So if they only had to worry about those three things, maybe they want it because it's small. Right. Something that I had as a child, but yeah, just something to consider again. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, because we're dealing with that on the other end on, in my family, we're, we're dealing with, uh, you know, people that need really need to go into like a home and it's like, how do you, you know, and and you're looking at it going, I don't want to be that burden on my kids, you know? So it's like, that could be a way to fund that. Because that stuff's yeah. not cheap. Yeah. Yeah, because not only are they grieving, but now they're also having to deal with having to figure out what to do with all this garbage. Right. Because that's essentially, it's treasure to us. One man's treasure is another man's garbage. 
or one man's garbage is the other man, another man's treasure, whatever the, the phrase is. But they're like, what do I have to do? Now I've got this massive collection that I have to figure out what to do. They're not connected to people. So it's like they'll sell, sell it for pennies on the dollar. Right. Was um was this a sudden death or was he kind of, was it kind of prepared? Was, was, was the opportunity to prepare for for getting rid of the collection? Um, Probably, but maybe not. It was it was an illness. Okay. And yeah. It was, it, it ebbs and flows like the it, he's getting better, he's getting worse, and then gotcha. it was just so like yeah. By the late. time you start getting sick, it's too late. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would I would hope that in my mind, I'm thinking in twenty thirty years I'll be smart enough to be like, all right, it's time to dump this. But you never know. I you know that's a forty seven year old me thinking in. Golly. Hit by a bus tomorrow. <laughs> right, exactly. So you're thinking, all right, so I'd be sick. So I, I would think in my mind, I'm thinking by the time I'm like 65, 70, I'd be like, all right, it's time to, to get rid of it. Yeah. So I, I, I figure I got to 60, but that's another f- like 15-ish years. That'd be 17 years for me for 60. Right. That's what's. That's why I'm not saying 60. That's why I'm saying 65, 70. That's why I'm like, because when you start doing the math, you you it freaks you out. Or maybe we just started Georgia Alliance, the Star Wars Collectors Museum. Yeah. And we'll just donate all our stuff to the East Coast Museum. Yeah, that'd be something. Or maybe we'll work with uh, Rancho and start an East Coast <laughs> place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many sets of the 92 could we have? Yeah. And it, it's funny. I, 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 I'm just thinking um, because you when. Like completing your 92 run is like a big deal as a collector. But when you go to like, I've gone to so many collections and they're like, people are like their 92 runs like in a corner. They're like, yeah, that's my 92 run. Yeah. You know, it's, it's after you've collected for so long, it's like a second thought. You're like, yeah, I did that five years ago. Everyone has it. It's not interesting. It's, it's deeply personal. That's my collection. I don't care about yours because I have mine. It's those unique items like wax sculpts where people will be like, well, let me see that. Yeah. Or the people that, um, you know, I've never seen a yak face or so, you know, that are just new starting to the collecting and they're like, oh, yak face, that's an expensive figure. I've never seen one, you know? Yeah. And yeah, because when I started, that, that's when it's fun is when you, yeah, when you have the people at your collection that like, oh man, a yak face or oh man, a pop-up R2 or, you know, then they're kind of freaking out because they've never, they've only read about them. Uh, and, and actually David Quinn kind of did a good thing on his podcast talking about that, how, uh, cause he went to a show and he's like, yeah, my, my show experience is totally different from somebody who's just starting collecting because I'm looking for a needle in a haystack where they're looking for the haystack basically. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got to learn to, to kind of see things through, uh, their eyes and enjoy it through their eyes. Uh, you know, and I, I don't want to go back on a Disney, the Disney trend, but you know, my grandkid, he's going to be eight in December and he's like I want to go to Disney and it's like when you take him to Disney you're going to have to see it through you've got to take a step back and realize it's his trip not your yeah. trip yeah you go to teacups you don't go to uh, Guardians right or you realize yeah you're going to be standing in line for eight hours to see you're going to see all the all the characters yeah you do what he wants yeah so so it's it's sometimes you got to shift your perspective and it's a totally different experience and it's awesome when you can get out of your head cannon. Yep. Anything else? I don't think so. We talked. Have we done about, an hour? Yeah, it's eleven eleven, so we're right at an hour. Cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I don't write anything down, so I'm. We might we might be here next week. We might not be. Yeah, it's 4th of July, so it depends on if Jason feels like record or Jason can get her get somebody to I'm going to be out of town next week, so we'll see. Yeah. I just so, I'd rather make the announcement now so if we don't drop a show, if we drop our first show or we drop a repeat or something crazy like that, people aren't like what the hell. Yeah. So, you might get something new, you might get something old. Something right. or you may something. get nothing. I don't know. I don't know yet. We haven't figured it out. We'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> You'll know on Tuesday morning. On July 4th, you will know. Yeah. because And then it's like, how many people are going to really be listening to podcasts on July 4th? Maybe they're driving home from somewhere. Yeah, that's true. And they want to listen to a podcast. So if and... you want to listen to a really bad podcast, we may 
put our first one back up. And you might get our voices bringing you home. All right, now drop it down to 65. All right, you're going too fast. On. Turn your signal on. Yeah, you're going 30, 65 and a 25. You might want to slow down a little bit. There's a little some a- ASMR for you. Yeah. Hold on, I can do that right now. I don't hear anything. Zoom is cutting out the uh, oh, noise. Zoom. Oh, hey. Hey.